0: Want to know how not to get scammed? Keep watching. Hi there, this is Aunt Angela Webb, the Animal Intuitive, and thank you for everyone who's watching. Today I'm gonna to be talking about a very important topic, which is how not to get scammed by an animal communicator. I do wanna mention it is Memorial Day weekend, and I wanna take a moment just to pay some respects to Uh, those humans and animals who have served and lost their lives in service so I want to just get out you know start out by saying welcome to everyone in the chat Uh, this is a show where we have dialogue so feel free to ask questions I'm gonna you know keep track we have someone who's doing some moderate moderating in the chat which is my husband so um we can always uh, you know, have a dialogue. If you have questions, feel free to ask them. I just ask that people be polite and you know, we, we have a nice community here and let's just keep it that way. So uh, let me just see who is in the chat real quick. Um, good night, Owl, thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're hungry. Oh, good, so you're taking your, your rabbit's carrots. That's healthy, good for you, that's good stuff. Um, So thank you so much for being here. And uh, I've missed everyone too, I've missed being here. Um, I did get a lot of work done, so I'm happy to say that. I took some classes that were some great continuing ed classes, just to explain uh, what I do. I'm a professional animal communicator, and I also am certified in animal massage and acupressure. Uh, For those of you who are not familiar with what all that is, there is a board for that here in the United States, and we um, have to keep up our, our continuing ed credits. And I run a business. I have private clients and teaching. So um, I needed to take some time here and there just to um, get that continuing ed stuff done. And it was great to be doing some learning. It was a lot of fun. And it's always refreshing. So, um, <laughs> so, um, I want to also mention that anything I say in these videos is for educational and um, entertainment purposes. I am not a veterinarian. I am an animal communicator, which means that I understand what animals are thinking and feeling. I've been doing this for almost two decades professionally. And uh, you know, I also am a licensed clinical social worker. So I mentioned that because uh, I'm gonna be talking a little bit today about uh, narcissism, and I just want to mention that I am not diagnosing anybody with narcissism, and I am not here to explain how to diagnose anyone. I don't want anyone to use this information to go diagnosing people or calling people a narcissist. Uh, it's just that some of these traits that we find in narcissism, to some degree, can be found. Uh, I just realized that my, my good mic has not been on this whole time. Um... So I apologize for the sound, probably wasn't very good there for a moment. Uh, Let me just make sure that we are good with the audio. Hmm. Hold on, I'm sorry guys. (laughs) Yeah, I know the audio was probably really bad there in the start, so uh, I apologize for that and hopefully we are back on track here. Yeah. Yeah. My computer mic is not very good. So um, good. We got that. Good. Thank you. Good night owl. Hopefully that's better. Um, so I did want to mention, uh, I don't know where I was there, but I, <laughs> I, I do not diagnose anyone here on the show. I'm not here to do that or you know, have anyone else uh, use this information for that purpose. And I am not um, a veterinarian, so I don't diagnose or treat illness either in animals. Wanted to mention that too. And I think that's pretty much it as far as those things go. Um, Oh, and just did want to mention, narcissism is extremely rare. It's only about one to 6% of the population they estimate that has true narcissism. So once again, some of the things I'm gonna be talking about today more have to do with uh, just traits of narcissism, which people, many of us have anyway at, at various times in our lives. We can be a little bit more or less narcissistic. Um, we all have a little bit of it in us. So, um, I do, I am trying to just bring something up here. I'm sorry. Doing a little bit of tech stuff as usual. All right. Well, that's not coming up. Um, so, anybody who um, who has dealt with difficult situations having to do with you know whatever, it, it, I know that this topic sort of it's about animal communication. Um, I don't give us the label of psychics. Um, psychics to me is kind of a different thing. Um, however, we do kind of get caught up in the same lingo sometimes. And I just want to mention, you know, that it's not the same thing, but some of this probably really could be applied as a warning for some things that other people might be, people might be dealing with that in that realm too. Um, so I'm sort of messing around a little bit, trying to get my my stuff up here that because I got a little when I brought the mic up, I lost something for a second, but I'm gonna be fine here. We got it one second. Um, I swear don't go anywhere and also I am doing live animal communication during this. Um, if people want, uh, they want, want to hang around for that. I will be doing that. I will be doing it after I talk about all this and I'm probably going to limit it to, uh, probably one person today. If, if anybody's here who wants that, um, my energy just gets a little drained. So I just want to be careful about that. All right. Um, Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is, um, something called what I call stringing. So yeah, narcissism has increased, I think in recent years, just, you know, I don't know that it's full blown, but it's, you know, because of social media, I I, I absolutely agree to you, agree with you. Um, or is social media bringing them out of the woodwork? I would think that it probably, it does draw people out of the woodwork who have those traits and it's hard to say which has it actually increased. Um, I'm not sure what the studies say on that. I'm not sure about that. I think my thinking is it's probably creating encouraging traits of narcissism and I'm gonna talk about some of those here. Um, so stringing to me is like you're the never ending client. This is the first thing I wanna talk about. So this would be like making it seem like you need that animal communicator rather than reinforcing your own to tui- intuition and just supporting your own ability to know and understand your pet so as an animal communicator um you know i'm there to understand what your animal's thinking and feeling and you know if you're having problems with various issues we can support you in that and part of our job sort of is to help point you in the direction where you could be picking these things up or identifying where you have already picked them up And maybe haven't recognized it. So I teach and uh, so many people I find when I'm teaching, like instantly, I I don't even know if I've ever had a student, I think I've said this before, I don't think I've ever had anybody not be able to identify very early on when we start showing them, you know, how to identify animal communication and what it feels like um, and how it manifests or how you know you're doing it. I don't think I've ever had a student not be able to identify a time when they have communicated with an animal. So to me, this is something that we all are born with. We don't necessarily have, you know, the encouragement to bring it out. It's just not something in our society. It's not really taught in schools, um, I guess. I don't think it is at this point. (laughs) Not that I'm aware of. So um, I kind of doubt it. And so it kind of gets, you know, swept under the carpet or it's just not encouraged. And like any muscle that you don't exercise, it atrophies. But it's still there. And, you know, if you identify it yourself, that's great. But a lot of people just don't realize they're doing it. And so they become interested in it. They think, oh, that sounds neat. And they maybe take a class or come watch a show like this. And they're able to see where they have already been doing it. We want to help you as an animal communicator, um, to identify that. We have a code of ethics and I'm going to talk more about that. And that's part of that. So we want to also provide organic or natural, or there should be organic or natural boundaries regarding sessions going forward after an initial session, an initial animal communication consultation. So, um. You know, it's just sort of like you're in a vulnerable place, let's say. You have an animal who's sick or has major behavioral issues, and you come to us for a better understanding of what's going on um, and for some support and clarity around the issue. And organically, you know, you should probably be walking around or walking away from that first appointment having gained some insight. And then maybe you make some changes or, you know, some things, um, you do differently, or you find something that I, you know, maybe I intuitively picked up in an appointment that could help your pet. You try that it helps. Um, and then maybe some time goes by and you realize, wow, you know, this changed things, but there's still this little piece that needs some adjusting or now i want to better understand their point of view on this um that's kind of an organic flow but if an animal communicator wants to like hook you into uh many repeated sessions and gives you the sense that if you don't continue to come to see them things aren't going to get better or pushes you into um purchasing additional sessions when you're not comfortable with it you know, it's one thing. We are business people. I have packages. I have you know, like a discount thing with three packages or three appointments instead of just getting one. You get a discount. That's very common, and I think that's appropriate um, because sometimes you sometimes because sometimes people will say, um, you know, my pet's getting older and we're things are shifting. You know, more frequently in their health, and we're kind of like trying to adjust to you know, our feelings about it and how to make them more comfortable. And once again, we're not diagnosing or treating illness, but I even have vets refer to me because sometimes a veterinarian, you know, can, can do so much. And then they get to a point where they're like, you know, um, for instance, I've had situations where the veterinarian couldn't figure out what the problem was. I've talked about this in other videos, but, um, you know, they had a problem and the vet gets to the end of their testing. They just don't know what else could possibly be going on so someone comes to me to do some medical intuitive work and to understand really from the animal's perspective what might be going on and also how they're feeling about the situation so sometimes people can kind of see well maybe I'm going to want to be doing this a little bit more frequently in the next few months or so or the next year so I'll take advantage of the discount but you don't want somebody who's an animal communicator to be pushing you and saying um you know, let's 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 meet every every week. I think that would be good for you, or every other week, or I think we should be meeting every month. You know, if you really want to make advancements in your pet, you want to see things really get better. I think you really need to. No, it shouldn't be like that. Um, hi, Tammy. Nice to see you. Um, we need to, you know, make sure that we have those boundaries. Um, okay, so this kind of gets into where I'm going to talk a little bit about the whole narcissism you know diagnosis and that kind of thing and what and the traits and things like that so there's just these different qualities um that come along with uh narcissism and there's kind of the the umbrella you know what is narcissism so i'm gonna actually just read straight from a page for that because i don't have it memorized i wish i had the memory but i don't do that (laughs) so I have all the um, subsections written out, but I lost my page. This always happens. You have everything set up and then you get on here and it's gone. Uh, I'm sorry to see see that your your little lady just had the other half of her mastectomy done. This one is hard. I'm so sorry that you are going through that. I know this must be a really, really difficult time for you and just want to ask everyone, you know, to keep you in your prayers, keep Lady in your prayers, um, in their prayers, and I will keep her in mind too. So, um, sorry, I'm going to be right there. Um... Okay. Thank you for bearing with me. Get it right here. You're welcome. Absolutely. We like to support people here. We know we're all animal lovers and we've all been through. Many of us have been through very difficult things, so we understand here. Um, all right. So in the DSM-5, which is a diagnostic and statistical manual, um, Narcissist, which is how we, where the definitions are of all these different personalities or mental health issues, um, narcissistic personality disorder is defined as compromising a pervasive pattern of grandiosity in fantasy or behavior, a constant need for admiration and a lack of empathy. It begins in early adulthood and is present in a variety of contexts. And then there's, there's five out of nine criteria. So I'm going to talk about a few of the main ones that I see come up sometimes when we're dealing with, um, People in the animal communication or other, you know, worlds of the the psychic realms, if you want to call it that. Um, And I do just want to, I just want to reiterate, I I haven't said this actually, most animal communicators get into this because they want to help you and they want to help your pet. So um, I'm definitely not putting down animal communicators in general or any specific, you know, I'm not trying to put down any specific animal communicator. I'm not referring to any specific animal communicator. I'm just giving examples of things I've run into here and there and have heard about. So these are just things to help keep you protected and safe and th- things to keep you aw- alert and aware of because when you're in a vulnerable position um, with your pet, sometimes it helps to you know, just be a little bit more aware of how you might be taken advantage of. And you know, don't go into these things thinking I'm gonna get taken advantage of. If you found an animal communicator, you've been referred to one, um, who somebody says is great and they trust them and they're wonderful. Um, you know, I would probably go in not being too concerned about it, but this is just to, so you know what those red flags are, should they come up? So again, this is superficial and exploitative relationships. Um, That is one of the DSM, um, one of the traits. So relationships are based on surface attributes and not the unique qualities of others and people are only valued to only to the extent that they're viewed as beneficial. So that would be where somebody who's an animal communicator or otherwise would be, um, you know, you can use this in any business actually, Um, think about this, uh, if you're looking to invest in something. So if you get the feeling that somebody is um, basically not concerned about you as a person or your animal, Um, it's more about, you know, they're acting like you have a relationship and they're acting on the surface, like they're concerned, but you just get the feeling that, um, it's more about the money and it's more about them gaining something from you. So as I mentioned, you may start to pick those things up if someone's pushing packages more than is, you know, should be, um, reasonable more than seems necessary. That's just an example. A lack of empathy. So severely limited or totally lacking ability to care about the emotional needs or experiences of others, even loved ones. Um, If someone is severely limited or totally lacking the ability to care about the emotional needs or experience of others, they really don't belong in animal communication. You probably, you know, again, this is a rare, full, you know, people really having this disorder and you don't have to have all of these qualities but you're probably not going to see this it would be very difficult to do this um, however there's people who could there's people who are going to take advantage of people and maybe completely lacking in empathy and and found a you know this is a way to do it um, so Yes, definitely. That's kind of the crux of this. Listen to your intuition. If it doesn't feel right, walk away. That's a great suggestion. I agree with you. Um, So the next topic I want to talk about is sort of a subset of stringing. So it's when somebody kind of starts to act in a domineering kind of a way. But sometimes this can be really subtle. When you are in a vulnerable situation, There are people who have those personalities that are um, sort of like, you know, they're really um, outgoing or um, forceful personalities, but sometimes that can actually feel good when you're kind of lost and confused and not sure what to do. There's people that that have those personalities that people will gravitate to because it's like, oh, you have the answer. Um, so let me just tell you, that's kind of like the, not my style at all, but there are animal communicators that are a little bit more not having narcissism or the, you know, but it's a little bit more their style. Um, but this is when it gets to be more extreme. So you gravitate who you're going to gravitate towards and you go with who your gut tells you is the right person for you but it's when somebody um, you know really is acting like they're kind of taking liberties so for instance they may say things like you need to do this for your pet Um, if you don't listen to me I don't know what to tell you because if, if you know he's still having these issues and I've told you to do this then Of course you know he's going to have problems of course things aren't going to work out you're not listening to me you know i've told you what to do those sort of like more um forceful we're not really supposed to be in that role we speak with your pet um and we are supposed to be picking up on what we pick up on and presenting that information to you and for you to take that information as you will um, you know, to see what feels right to you and to, you know, do with that information. What you want and what feels right for you and your pet. So people like this in the extreme, you would be seeing, you know, this is a, a characteristic of identity disturbance. So this would be a sense of self is highly superficial, extremely rigid. Um, they can actually be kind of fragile underneath, um, May not see it at first but their stability in their in their sense of their self depends on maintaining this viewpoint that they're exceptional um there's a grandiose sense of self and it can be easily threatened so if you disagree with them and they come back at you really forcefully like you know you're wrong this is what i said to do or i can't believe that you're you know you don't understand this what's the matter with you you're you just don't get it you're not they kind of put you down a little subtly like making you feel like um you know why don't you get that this is the way to go and this can come in for things um you know there's a lot of things in the holistic world for instance that animal communicators gravitate towards i this whole show for me is about like trying to bring education about alternative ways to help your pet, things you can, that can empower you to help your pet holistically. So I have holistic vets on, um, you know, I find people who do those kinds of things in different ways. It's how I try to treat, that's how I try to help my animals. I go to a holistic veterinarian, but I work as a team with that. So I'm just as um, likely to recommend somebody else who can be a part of that team. And I don't think that it's just me as an animal communicator, I'm giving you this information and that's all you need. And that's it. Um, and I don't believe that just because I tell you that I'm intuiting that this particular thing is going to help your pet, that if you don't do it, um, because you have a something about it that you don't want to use it for whatever reason, um, that that's the wrong decision. I'm, I'm going to encourage you to go with what feels right to you. So, um, and also, you know, having difficulty with attachment and dependency, that's more about, of course, relationships. And this is not, this is more of a business relationship, but, um, somebody who has issues with that could be using relationships just to kind of, um, um, make themselves, feel good about themselves. It's about kind of, it's, they say, you know, shoring up positive self image. That's how it's described. Interactions are superficial and you can usually pick up on these things. So just listen to your gut as, as was said in the chat. And, um, I want to reiterate that too. Also a lack of empathy. So people that are like that, um, can be, can have a lack of empathy and you need that in this field so much. I mean, that's a huge part of being an animal communicator is your empathy. And you know, you need to make sure that you're really intuiting and feeling, you know, what do I need to, to focus on? What is this person needing me to do right now? It's a lot of listening skills in order to do animal communication. Um, and you need to be not focused on what's going to make you feel good about yourself. Or it's got to be focused on how you are helping your client. Uh, so a kind of another subset of this that I just want to mention is teaching. This, this comes more into play with teaching. I want to just talk very quickly about spiritual abuse. And... That's the kind of abuse that comes from somebody who's sort of a spiritual leader. And now just want to say, I don't see myself as a spiritual leader. However, in this field, you can kind of get into that territory where, you know, if, if I sort of have, like, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm, I'm going to share that information in a teaching environment. Um, I know that when I was a little animal communicator, like when I started out, There were certain people that I sort of held in high esteem, that people that were around a really long time. um, It was a much smaller pool when I started, much, much smaller, actually. That's why I'm also doing the show, because there's so many animal communicators out there now. It's unbelievable. Uh, Now they're, like, everywhere. And I don't know what the quality is, because there's so many. It could be that there's enough teachers to go around and give people good education. But I I have no idea. I just know that when I started, I was able to get great teaching from a small pool that you could know for sure were really good. So that's why I'm doing this for you so that you can have some information, um, some things I've learned from being in the field. But anyway, so if you begin to see people as sort of a leader and they take advantage of that, um, of course, there's going to be a little bit of a different, um, you know, dynamic when somebody's been doing something for a while you're learning from them uh you know that's okay to have respect for them and what they do you probably want to have respect for them and what they do if you're going to be paying them money and taking classes from them and learning from them but if you begin to sense that that person's taking um advantage of the situation maybe making you feel ashamed for thinking differently um i kind of you know, I, well, I did, I got this, I got some of this information from a site called goodtherapy.org that you might want to take a look at. If you want more information on spiritual abuse, I'm not going to go all into it, but if there's, if you're being made to feel like you are less than in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable or, um, feel bad about yourself. And if they don't treat you with respect, obviously in any situation, if you're not being treated with respect, then, you need to take a second look at the situation and see if this is the right person for you. Um, Make sure that your individuality is appreciated and welcomed. So being in a class situation with a teacher who wants you to be modeling everything just like them, um, that's not the situation that's going to be very advantageous for you growing as an animal communicator you're going to be kind of squashed if you're trying to just mimic what someone else does part of what i do as a teacher is i try to draw out of you what are your unique abilities as an animal communicator what do you bring to the table that's different because everybody does we all come from different backgrounds and fields we have different personalities and characteristics and that's what makes us um unique and so that's you you have to focus on your positive attributes so just being mindful of that that you're that you don't feel uncomfortable by a teacher you don't feel exploited and they're not trying to pull money from you all the time again they're not trying to like hook you you know here's my information this is what I do I feel it can help you um I have levels just like many people in my classes where we go from like an intro up to the next level to you know becoming an animal communicator um, and you're you know normally presenting that information and not forceful about it and not saying like you know if if you really want to get anywhere and be good in this field you better study with me and you know let's go let's let's do the next class right after this is you know you you have to figure out what your pacing is and what works for you financially Don't ever feel pressured to um, be paying for stuff that you're not feeling comfortable with paying for, you know, Um, sometimes there's like this mentality, sometimes I think, and especially with the whole like, um, you know, manifesting and all of that, which I have issue with uh, personally, I'm not going to go too far into that right now, but I have personal feelings about that, that you really have to be careful with that stuff. Um, A lot of this is hard work. It's not just like believing it and it will be um but people sometimes take advantage of that outlook to, to say like well you just have to trust if you put all your money into this it'll work out and you'll make money back well you may not you may but you may not so you really have to be you know your own adult and decide if it's the right thing for you to do at that time financially speaking um so just to go a little bit more into like the code of ethics which was developed by penelope smith who's um, somebody I actually did some training with early on Um, she wrote a code of ethics I believe it was in 1990 or at least that was the last version that came out Um, and I'm not gonna read through the whole code of ethics it's kind of long but animal communication caters go by these code of ethics or we should and pieces of it I'm just gonna mention so We seek to draw out the best in everyone and increase understanding towards mutual resolution of problems. We cultivate an ability and ability in others rather than dependence on our ability. We offer people ways to be involved in understanding and growth with their fellow beings um, and of other species. I kind of cut part of that off. I think it's fellow beings of other species. And we acknowledge our limitations, seeking help from other professionals as needed. It's not our job to name and treat diseases, and we refer people to veterinarians for diagnosis of physical illness. We relay animals' ideas, feelings, pain, symptoms as they describe them, or as we feel we perceive them, and this may be helpful to veterinary health professionals. We may also assist through handling of stresses, counseling, and other gentle healing methods. We let clients decide for themselves how to work with healing their animal companions, distress, disease, injury, given all the information available. Um, so one thing I want to mention from that, um, oh, wait, that's in my, I'll get to that, hold on. So topic two, I want to talk about making extraordinary claims. The first part of this, telling you that they can predict the future. So I know that there's some like people out there who will say that they can Tell you what's going to happen in your future. Um, saying for sure that you know that X, Y, Z is going to happen in someone's life. If they do this, this is what's going to happen. Um, or you know, this is your life course. This is what's going to end up happening to you. Okay, maybe there are some out there. I haven't met them that are able to do that. And I used to do these things when I was younger. I used to go to people who could, who claimed to be able to do these things. Um, it never unfolded in that way. And I think that, you know, one thing to keep in mind about that is not that some people do not have some level of, um, ability to do something like that. Um, I hate pronouncing this. It's prescience, um, or ability to, to kind of know what's going to happen in the future. Sometimes that happens with me. I had it happen very recently where I... I knew I got the sense that something that should have been resolved a long time ago, um, kind of a bureaucratic thing, um, should have been done a long time ago, and logically you would have thought it would have been. But I knew when I sat down, and you know I incorporate prayer into my life all the time um as a christian that's just part of what i do so i can't tell you if this was god just trying to say to me like look slow down this just be patient this isn't going to happen right when you think it is um or if it was my own intuition and sometimes i don't think that we 100 percent know the difference um you know when we're when we're turning to god in prayer we don't always know what it it's one of those things that's sort of a little bit of a question but i knew that it was going to be june I just it, and this was back in like April it was like June I just knew it was like to me when you know something like that's like setting a stone on a table there's just like yep and I didn't want to hear that but it was like that's what it is it felt solid to me so there's things like that that do happen and I've had things like that happen in consultations that I do for people however anything that I say, I also know could change. So it's like at this moment in time, this is the most, this is, this is the outcome I'm feeling is going to happen. If you go in this direction or if you stay in this course, this is the outcome that I'm feeling is going to happen. Um, I think that that's the most likely thing that you're going to have music playing in the background this whole time. I just really hope I don't get some weird copyright thing from that. Um, (sighs) very low but so I wouldn't say that somebody depending on how it's presented to you you know if you like I've had things happen in a session where somebody says to me I'll be talking to an animal and they'll say what you know how's he doing what is he what are what does he want and sometimes I will get an image of another animal and I'll tell the person what that animal looks like feels like uh, maybe the gender what you know and they'll say to me we've been thinking about getting another pet actually do you think that's what this is and i'll say well it certainly looks like it this is what i'm feeling is coming in he feels you know the feeling is happy like he wants another dog to play with for instance and um you know that happens they come back to me in six months or three months and say we've found this dog i just want to show you the picture it's like you know these certain things are kind of like what you mentioned um, it could be the color of the fur it could be the way they act it could be how it happened how they came to them um, but for me just to say you're gonna be getting another dog I know that a hundred percent that's what's gonna happen and and kinda of be hard and fast about it well I don't know I think that that's something that we need to be wary of um, and also intuition it's not being psychic it's not predicting the future you don't know exactly um what's gonna happen if you if you stay on the trajectory that you're on it's feeling more likely that it's going to happen um but things can change that so like it's that butterfly effect thing So saying your intuition should be used as a guide, not a magic looking glass. I think that's a very good way to put that. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so now going back to what I was going to mention earlier. Oh, no i'm not done yet sorry (laughs) my pages are jumping around i wasn't finished with that um that kind of goes back to something i did mention earlier and that is about um that excessive need for attention aspect of like narcissistic traits that's kind of where that would fall in so sometimes people will do this you know they'll act like they know the future because they feel that that makes them special and i think sometimes there's even like a pressure in this world to instead of you know Again, I'm kind of referring to, like, people who do psychic stuff because they get, it. but sticking with animal communication, I just think people are, people know what I'm talking about, maybe from, maybe more if they're familiar with, with it when they've seen psychics. But when we're talking about animal communication, <clears throat> um, again, hopefully we're not doing that as animal communication, as animal communicators, but needing to be the center of attention um, is, is a big part of that. So when you can't sort of just let that go and say, I don't necessarily need to know the future, I can tell you intuitively what I'm picking up. And just ask yourself, is this person speaking genuinely? Um, Are they telling you what you want to hear? So that would be a big problem if they're telling you something because it just sounds like, you know, what they think that you want the future to be. Because sometimes as an animal communicator, the truth is really hard. Um, to tell people this can be a very difficult field actually to be in um, because you you have to be honest about the information that you're getting you need to be careful about how you say it sometimes and be um, kind about it and compassionate but um you do need to be honest and that can be those can be hard things for people to hear sometimes but that's what they're coming to you for and they're paying you for the truth so but you can test someone's defensiveness. This is something you can do to know what you're dealing with. If you're kind of getting the sense, you know, let me just see. You can ask somebody, you don't have to be testing us. But, you know, if you ask somebody if, or if you say to the animal communicator, maybe that doesn't exactly sound um, like I don't, I don't quite understand how that would happen because of X, Y and Z like say that i said to you i see you um or i i get the feeling that an animal is coming into your life and i feel like that animal is um very um well how about i i feel an animal coming into your life in general and you're like no there's no animal no we're not getting another animal we're in a situation right now we can't afford another animal um you know we don't live in a place where we could have another animal but I am saying that to you, and I say, well, my, my appropriate response would be, that's what I'm, I'm getting. And I can elaborate, I can tell you what maybe characteristics or what I'm, why I'm getting that what I'm seeing or feeling or thinking is coming, or the animal's thinking that you're getting even perhaps, like they're getting ready to go on to, to go live with a new person. Um, that can happen. We're picking up stuff on animals that you haven't even met yet. But um, if I get defensive, then that's a red flag. So keeping that in mind, there should be a conversation, a normal conversation with different, you know, your ability to jump in and ask questions and um, say, that doesn't quite make sense. Could you elaborate or whatever? Um, (laughs) Why is it that one of them, one of my cats, Pearl, always rubs all over me when I'm listening to one of your lives. Oh, that's so great. Definitely could just be that she's that you're focused and you're focusing in on animals. Animals love that. When we're I shouldn't say love, but they're drawn to it. When we're like like the studying that I've been doing, like when I go into that place of really focusing on how to help animals with certain things that I've been reviewing or learning. I find that my animals come to me more they're because they're picking up what you're thinking and feeling all the time so it's a good energy and hopefully this show is a good energy and they're picking up on that so (laughs) um and you can always ask her too there you go we were looking to get four cats at once wow they found us at the time when they needed someone desperately very cool very cool that brave of you to get four cats at once. Um, good for you. So there should be enough of the conversation. Thank you. I hope so. that She likes the sound of my voice. I'm sure I would love Pearl. Um, yeah, there should be enough of the conversation that just lines up for you. It just feels right and makes sense to you. Um, so make sure a person can acknowledge too if they're, uh, oh, you weren't looking very interesting you weren't looking and they found you okay interesting Um, if the person can't acknowledge mistakes so I'm not God I can't always you know know everything (laughs) just like any field your hope that the person is practicing you know good practice that they've done their learning that they need to do that they've they're 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 practicing good i can't find the term but they're like i meditate or i ground myself before every consultation you want somebody that you get the feeling that when you go into your consultation that they're grounded um that they're not coming in like all hyper and chatty and all over the place and you know you can be friendly but so you'll have a sense of that so but however people do make mistakes um i am not perfect and um you know to not be able to acknowledge like if I'm having a consultation and I pick up something and it's not sounding quite right to you I hope the person's going to speak up like I tell people at the start of every consultation this is your time you know you you ask questions you can interrupt me that's what I'm here to do and if somebody isn't understanding or it's not making sense, I definitely want them to interrupt me and ask me. Um, A lot of the times it's just that I need to go deeper, that there's some kind of clarification that needs to be done um, because I've been doing this a while and I feel like a lot of the time I'm not making mistakes, um, but I can't say that I've never made a mistake. Um, But you need somebody who can admit it and not freak out and say, no, I never make mistakes. Um, You're wrong. Excuse me. Um, So the second one, and this is where I was getting to earlier. If somebody says that they can heal your pet, this is the second one in this kind of category of making extraordinary claims. If somebody says that they can heal your pet, Okay, so many animal communicators do some kind of energy work, uh, you know, or, or other thing. You know, I do energy work and I do acupressure massage, and a lot of people have something they do. Not everyone, but, and they may even make this claim simply about being an animal communicator. It's important to keep that term in perspective. So even if your pet has an amazing, change or makes a recovery very quickly uh more than likely what's happened is that we've done something we've used a tool in our toolbox that has supported your pet in some way that helped their body heal itself so i think it's a very dangerous thing even if you believe it to be so that you're convinced you know you man you healed my pet i am not going to fixate on that, and I'm probably going to try to explain, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to help you understand that I don't feel that I healed them. Um, that would, as you've probably already guessed, lends itself, lend itself to what we've mentioned earlier, that excessive need for admiration. People who will claim that they've healed. And to me, that is, mm, I, I, you know, I, I just think you have to have a certain viewpoint on that. Um... Again, I'm not God and I, you know, I can help support you. And I do think that energy work is its own tool, just like tangible things that are used on this by other people in other fields to help people feel better, animals to feel better. I think that there's forms of energy work um, just because you can't see the energy necessarily um, that do help support healing. But we need to be careful about that and be very mindful if somebody, you know, describes themselves that way. Um, I know that term sometimes gets used loosely. So just be, you know, really, maybe not at first, you know, maybe if you see that on their website, just, you know, read along and, you know, if you want, speak to them, whatever. It may not mean that they're making some insane claim, but, you know, just, you know, take it with a grain of salt, I guess, and make sure you do your research. So... Um, the information is overall too general so um, it's important to understand what animal communicators can and cannot accom- uh, accomplish uh, animal communication sometimes can just blow us over and what an animal will say through an animal communicator what will pick up sometimes it is amazing um, however And and you do, excuse me, you do need to be able to get the sense that the person is speaking with your pet. So you should get that early on in the conversation, um, this sense that this is my animal. And I find that that happens usually pretty early on. I try to, a lot of times what happens if I'm speaking to a pet I've never spoken to before, especially, it starts out almost like a funnel where we're, we're talking about like the bigger, picture the macro animal sort of the big part of the funnel and they we sort of like warm up it's like i begin to describe how their animal describes themselves um or something that they do and then as we proceed with the questions it gets narrower and narrower and narrower until we're down to like granular issues that people want to talk about in more like detailed terms so um Sometimes these things are more specific, like, so let's say for instance, um, a dog shows me them grabbing a dark colored soft toy and then they show me them going to you and dropping it as you're sitting in a chair, they drop it right on the floor in front of you and the person says, well, who hears you can do that, I should say, says, um, because it's not the person let me explain (laughs) let me start over so the person who you're talking to will know this is their pet but somebody who maybe hears that is going to say perhaps that's very general you know a, a dog goes and gets their toy and drops it in front of their person wow animal communicator that's really impressive um but i can tell you that i've had three dogs in my life And not one of those dogs has ever gone over, grabbed a soft, dark colored toy and brought it to me sitting down and dropped it in front of me. So you see how it is actually kind of specific. I mean, yes, there's like memes and pictures of dogs dropping toys in front of their people, um, but not all dogs do that. So you have to be able to just say, you know, "Hmm, is that specific enough for me to feel like and think that that's my pet? um and i think that most people are able to do that you know most people that i talk with can see that you know when it's their animal so you do have to be sort of open-minded and not testing the animal communicator and i don't find most people do because why would you spend the money on me to come and test me that's a waste of your money um and i'm not there to do that and it's gonna create a bad energy flow actually i find that when people are very closed off and critical um that it it blocks the flow of energy and animal communication is a form of energy work and it doesn't bode well so i don't recommend you do that with your money if you don't believe in it and don't want to understand it or be open to it don't waste your money but you should feel like the person is talking to your pet um through the course of the session and if they're not please speak up and say something if it's me i want you to um, and that's the thing, you want, some, you want an animal communicator who's going to be willing to hear that and say, okay, let's, maybe I'm even picking up on an animal, another animal in the home, or an animal that used to live there, or somebody else in your life who has a pet, their pet. Um, okay, so another example would be like you're, you know, talking to someone and you say that their cat has a voracious appetite, and um, he's talking about how they're just hungry, hungry, and they want to eat all the time. Well, if you have cats, you know that sometimes they can be very picky. A lot of cats can be very picky. (coughs) Um, Or that she or he likes to hang out in water, like my Gia. That's Gia, by the way. I don't know if you can tell that's a cat right there. It's kind of like, that's Giovanna. She's kind of sunk in and dark in that but. She's like that. She loves to hang out with water. And if somebody, if I went to an animal communicator for whatever reason and they said, I'm really getting like she loves water. Like she's showing me like batting at water and I just feel water around her. I would be like, yeah, that's her. That's because not a lot of cats do that. Excuse me. So um, some people though are stronger with different issues or or different um, areas of animal communication. Some people are better with relationships some people are better with medical intuitive work um some of us speak more from the the knowing place the feeling place as opposed to the visual um these are just it's just people work different ways so um, that doesn't mean that they're wrong though just because they work in a different way and describe things differently or have certain areas that they're better at but keep in mind, this is going back to this whole issue of um, you want people who um, their their sense of self is not going to be, they're not going to get threatened. They don't have this need, this grandiosity, like I'm the best and you can't ask me a question. And, um, you know, if you say to me that you're not sure that's my pet, I'm going to be willing to work and see what, how do we make sure we've got your pet in the session. <laughs> So um, also, uh, okay, The the another topic I want to talk about is fishing. So I actually hadn't included part of this in my original when I was outlining this. I had asked my husband what he thought, you know, was I missing anything, was I not thinking of anything, you know, had I missed something, and he said, Well, of course, just, you know, making sure people are wary of fishing, like social media. And I hadn't really thought about it because for me, I actually don't want to know anything about people when I do their first session, especially. Of course, if they're repeat clients, I'm going to know something. I'm going to know some things about them. But it changes a little bit. When you've got that trust and you've got that relationship, things kind of flow a little differently, I have to say. The initial session... um, I like just to not know anything that's just me I know a lot of communi- the communicators that I have trained with and that's how we were taught like try not to get a lot of information um, and so that doesn't even that's why I think it didn't cross my mind because I'm I don't want to know that when I send out my forms when people purchase a session for me I send a person a form and I ask them for very brief information like give me one or two questions up to three questions depending on the length of the session um that you want to focus on what's like the primary issue please put it in very short terms what it is um i don't want a story i don't i just want to know like for purposes of focusing and not wasting time i want to be able to get right in there and say okay this is what we're going for um so I guess people do do that, though. I mean, of course they do. There's, you know, we've seen it on, we've seen people get caught doing things like that, um, going and finding people's information on the internet. Um, okay. So I don't think that there's a lot of animal communicators who would do this, um, hopefully. Um, but I think that it's out there, so you need to be aware of it. It could happen, um, So how would you know that they're doing that? I guess, you know, you might not want to, you know, I guess, like I have a Facebook business page. I don't do a ton on Facebook anymore. I don't find, I don't know. It hasn't been the thing for me, but um, if somebody likes my page, we're not friends personally and I, therefore, it's not like I'm going to you know like you might not want to make friends with them for instance maybe because then they might click to link to you as a friend they might see something accidentally I don't know you know it depends on how social media works or Instagram I don't know but that's a tough thing but you probably just will as a human begin to pick up on that you know just your gut will tell you they're bringing things up you know maybe you'll remember a picture or something like that's the main picture on my Facebook page (laughs) um that we were at this fair last week and they were talking about the clown in the back I don't know so you know that's just something that could be out there but part of this though um when it comes to that is it's sort of a subsection of that but not doing with social media so pulling info from you And this is my final one um so one of the reasons that i started to do animal communications here live on here was to show the world that animal communicators can know things and you know sort of to prove my abilities it was to help people understand what this is to help people understand what that animals have thoughts and feelings i think i think it's a world that not enough people understand or know about it's gaining some traction but it still isn't like I don't think people totally get it all the time so I think this is a good way to teach people about it and also I do other things on here too like the acupressure massage so um but I don't think that this is like a woo-woo thing as I mentioned I think everybody can do it if they want to and they you know some have maybe more of the ability naturally than others like anything but if you work at most things you can if you really want to really put your time to it, you can. Uh, So somebody who's pulling information from you during a consultation, that would be like, um, so I'm actually, I should have put a solid example for myself, I'm trying to think of something solid, I'm having trouble, but basically you know when it's, well, if you're aware, you know when it's happening because they're kind of asking you questions more than they're giving you information. Um, so you don't want somebody who's like going through a list of questions about your life and their life before they get into the animal communication you know that sometimes when you're speaking with someone's pet you do need to it is a conversation so keep that in mind um this is not like a tarot card reading it's a conversation where um energy is flowing back and forth and it has to keep moving forward so if I give you information that I'm getting from the pet about something that you asked me, now what? Like (laughs) now, okay. So next. So I might say to you, um, so what else do you want to know? Or, um, you know, I, um, I might say like, did, did you go on a trip last year because I'm seeing your pet sitting on a train or something like that. And you know, you're, you get a sense, I think, or would get a sense if someone was trying to elicit information from you rather than it's just part of the conversation. Like sometimes you just speak like that, you know, I try to be careful not to put things in the form of a question for that reason. But I'm a person and, you know, it's just natural talk sometimes. Um, so just be aware that they're not trying to to like pull information during the conversation as opposed to giving you information. So I you know really don't you know have much else except to say that please just keep in mind that this is all about the animals. The whole purpose of me doing this is because the you know we need to I want people to understand that animal communication is a real thing. That animals have thoughts, they have feelings. And to acknowledge that and not to question yourself or doubt yourself if you've had times where you have felt like you do understand what your animal's thinking and feeling um but also to you know just give you an opportunity to maybe if you're thinking about for the first time hiring an animal communicator have a resource to be able to say okay these are just the things i need to think about i also think that it's an interesting um topic i'm a i'm a licensed clinical social worker so I like talking about um, psychology topics, too. Um, I'd probably do another channel on that if I had the time, but unfortunately it's not going that way in life for me to do that. But um, I think a lot of people who come to my channel came from like true crime it's a whole other long story but you know just connections through being on other people's shows and friends coming on this show so I think people on here I know people on here are interested in those things because they've said so in the chat so I want to keep this show also um, you know the topics to be what people are interested in so that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it too because you know narcissism is c- comes into play you know sometimes when we talk about even things like true crime and you know people are interested in that stuff a lot so I try to keep it interesting and I'm not one dimensional. So if you have topics that you'd like to hear more about, please let me know. Um, I do for the next day or two this weekend, I have a, a nice um, discount offer. You'll see it in the description below if you want to check it out. And at some point, I'm probably going to put this into an ebook or some kind of printed format. So not anytime soon. But if you're watching this down the line and you you know check the description, if you want to see it in print, it might be there um and let us know in the chat if you have ever run into anyone any situation like this where you you know weren't sure um i hope that this helps i hope it helps you with discernment and you know also i just want to thank everybody who's here today um it's kind of a slow it's a memorial day weekend so i had to move this from thursday to saturday because i wasn't feeling well on thursday so here we are and it's kind of nice to do it in the afternoon too a little bit more energy. So, um thank you everybody who's here and it's so good to see everybody back. I'm glad to be here and um, you know, have a good rest of your weekend. Rub my belly, rub my belly, rub my belly, my belly, my belly, rub my belly, rub my belly, rub my belly, my belly, my belly. I like my ears rub. My, My-